What's going on? Welcome to Tolly Blitz Podcast. This is NFL Week 13 recap. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe. And these are your hosts of this uh, episode today. I'm Paul Pickham, Wyndham, Concha, and I'm joined with. Hey, man. You already know it's that boy, Kev. <laughs> Water boy, boy. You feel me? And we're coming through to give you these Week 13 recap. But boy, why has this been another wild ass week of football? When is it not a wild ass week of football? Like that's what I'm looking at. This is welcome to the National Football League, baby. Every week's the wild. It's like the wild, wild west when you tune in every week. No, I, and I think that's what I thank the podcast for. Because before podcasting, I just watched the Falcons and then whatever, whatever game was on at eight o'clock. And like now, when you look at the whole league as an aspect, and you and you know what teams did last week, and you're paying attention to what team they got to play next week. Like, it's all just so much fun. It's a lot, though. I don't recommend it, but it's a lot of fun. Well, keeping up with our records going into this week, Kev won the week. He went 8-5-1 and because there was a tie, and I went 5-8-1. and But, and, like, I hate my five because, like, my loss was the butts over to, um, the, to the Saints. I'm like, bro, that's some bullshit. The Bengals, the Raiders. The Bengals beat the Chiefs. That's some bullshit. And since what can the and the Raiders have won three in a row. That's insane. Like this is this is just it's a different time right now. All of a sudden, this is some teams are maybe they're not as dead as we thought. Maybe they we we threw them in the morgue too early. Crazy. Then on our Crazy. locks, me and Kevin went one and zero on the locks. He took the Browns. I took the Seahawks. On our dogs, we both went 0-2. It was we thought it was gonna be dog heavy, but literally only two underdogs won this week. So we, we kind of missed on that one. Yeah, we missed the fuck out of that one. Who won this week? Uh the only two dogs again, the Raiders and the Bengals. It's me and Kevin were big on the dogs, but we didn't pick the, the two dogs that did win, neither one of us picked them. What if we? What if that shit went down like that? We just happened to only pick the two dogs and lose. It would have been nice, but now we're tied on the week to week, six to six with one tie. It wouldn't be fun if there wasn't a tie. And then, but Kev's winning the year to date with ninety nine seventy six and two to my ninety two eighty three and two. Fuck Tom Brady! I would have had a hundred wins this week. All facts, you really would have had hundred wins. Fuck Tom Brady, man. And that's the game we're talking about first. Oh, we're talking Monday night football. What happened? That's the first game on the Waterboy game, Kev? You got to, man, because this shit was funny, kid. Because look, right? Shout out my dog, Devon, right? So he's a Saints fan. Only Saints fan I like. So motherfucking. So he first thing I see him today, he has to take an exam, right? But I gotta, I'm just over here shaking my head like, come on, man. Come on, man. Three seconds, two plays. Y'all stop him right there. Game After over. a fucking well, Donovan Smith holding call that pulls him all the way back. I thought they were dead after that. Shit is crazy, man. But Tom, motherfucking Brady. The the most successful football player ever. Came back and came back, came back. Because they were down, what, 16-3? Yeah, uh, right here. It was... About three minutes and 19 seconds left in the fourth quarter. 16 to three, Saints had a 98.1% win percentage. Bro, that's fucking insane. <laughs> they didn't factor in 
who was the quarterback on the other team, though. I missed the first touchdown. What? How how'd they get the first touchdown? Kador, they just moved 10 plays, 91 yards, two minutes, you know, two-minute drill. And Kador in, he goes, and not Gronk, but hey, any tight end will work with Brady. He gets it into the end zone. But on the second one, again, the two-minute drill, I don't know how like, they got the ball back again. And uh, hook, uh, like I said, they had a touchdown, and they got they were on. It was like second and goal, first and goal. Got the touchdown, gets called back for a holding. Now they're like second and fifteen, and then goal to go, and Tom Brady incompletion gets a completion, and then finds Ricard White for the touchdown pass, and three seconds, like you said, three seconds left. All they had to do was tackle, bro. Like he wasn't even like it wasn't even like it was in the end zone. I'm looking like. He just did the fuck yeah. out of this. Fuck your long head ass. And it took that bitch straight into the end zone. Like, I'm look, I literally was asleep for 80% of this game. And but, people people are coming at Mark Ingram hard because apparently Mark Ingram got injured, but he stayed in the game. And they gave him the ball, and he was literally one yard short of the first down, but decided to run out of bounds with it. Stops the clock, and they don't – and it was incompletion. They get stuffed, all that stuff, and they end up having to punt, which leads to the two scores by the Bucks. If they would have just got that fucking first down or got tackled inbounds, who, we might be talking a different ball game right now. Hey, apologize for it on Twitter. I accept his apology because I like to see the Saints lose. But – Fuck them. They really made me mad with this game. But this game, I'm going to say, because early in the game, that boy Sham was talking, oh, yeah, bro, make Camaro an eagle. That's imagine him, Hurts, and Sanders, like that. Like, he would be a mom. But I'm going to say, bro, Camaro, 12 carries, 26 yards. Like, I'm not saying he's not the only one that's had games like this, but there's been numerous of games where I feel like this has been his impact. 10-plus carries, 40 or less yards. But he'll make it up with it because he has six or seven catches for whatever the fuck. Again, this goes back to my Austin Eckler and CMC theory. Like, that doesn't help your fucking team. No, like, your team uh-huh. ran for 25 fucking times for 66 total yards. Mark Ingram had more yards on less carries. Like, no one's no one's having to stack the box because of your run game right now. Why? Because it's not working. I don't care if Kamara can catch a few passes out the back and make shit work with it. Like you need to be able to run the ball in this league. You gotta be you gotta be able to do both. And they can't do either. <laughs> yeah, like so Kamara, like I love him and everything, but like he's never been able to be that back. When when they got rid of the, uh, I think it was Mark Ingram the first time because Mark Ingram was doing the lead back duties and Kamara was the switch of pace catching the balls and he was doing what Tony Pollard was doing and people were like oh yeah he's way better look at him he's doing this this and this and then they got rid of Ingram made him the fullback workhorse and he hasn't ever really had the same year since and now we got Mark Ingram back. That's all I got for this game, man. Back Tom Brady. Like the same second line. Hey, hey, Mike Mike Evans ain't do shit again, though. Four catches, 59 yards. Like, Lattimore made sure to come back Undertaker style to lock his ass up. He didn't even play. Oh, he did it? Damn, I apologize. He was, at the I last was in there. He was the last second on Scratch. Mm-hmm. Oh. What's the next game on the, on, the, on the slate? So now we got to talk about the game that made me second as much mad. The motherfucking Giants tying with the motherfucking Redskins. Commies. 
Why why this one make you mad? I thought this was pretty I I actually really enjoyed this game because it was like back and forth, you know, the whole time. Defense is stepping up. So I take it, let's take it to tie 13-13. Heineke okay. throws an interception. Heineke throws an interception. Giants get short field, score a touchdown 13-20. I don't give a fuck about this game after that. I'm thinking I'm watching this game. On the box score. Like I'm watching that bitch down low just to make sure nobody scores. Nothing straight. I come back. I, after the Falcons game, I come back. I see Heineke got the ball coming down. I'm like, who the fuck gave Heineke the ball? Only up Fourth seven. quarter now. Fourth quarter magic. So, of course, Heineke takes that bitch down. And then the, the touchdown that they scored, I couldn't tell you how long it was. But, bro, broke their mother. It was, he had them. They gave him at least. He got at least 12 to 13 yards after the catch. Like, but we's on the goal line. You got five motherfucking jerseys over here. Tackle. Same problem with the Saints. Tackle, bitches. Motherfucking. Don't let me talk about the Falcons. Tackle, motherfuckers. Like, niggas did not want to tackle this week. And Dolphin. But um, then we get to the motherfucking. So they scored a touchdown. And I texted you. I'm like, yo, I don't trust this right now. Like, the Giants are making it very uneasy right now. And I'm not even a Giants fan. I just don't appreciate that you gave Heineke the position in his element to take it down to tie this game up. They should have went for two on a stupid ass. But the Giants, who I think have a capable offense and are going to figure something out because all you need is a field goal. These motherfuckers take a deep shot immediately up the scene, de-slating, de-slating up the scene. Drops that motherfucker. And I'm like, hey, that was a good shot. I didn't see that coming on first down. They probably stacked the box to Saquon. You caught him in cover two. Nice. So what do these motherfuckers do again? They throw another deep ball to D Slayton down the motherfucking down the um down the sideline. Defense was there. Can't do nothing about that. Cool. What do these motherfuckers do? Throw some eyeglass screen pass, something I barely know. Didn't. I'm pretty sure it was a, I can't remember what pass it was, but it was ugly as fuck, and it, the nigga dropped it. So they got no time off the clock. So you just let Heineke drive down with two minutes, and then you just had an eight-second drive that could have worked to D-Slay and didn't drop the ball, but you also had the second-highest drop percentage in the league right now with 15%. So... You give it back to Taylor Heineke. Defense gets the sacks, gets the stops. Tim, um, Kayvon Thibodeau off rip, kills him first down, almost gets They're like two yards away from the safety. So I'm like, okay, good. Defense gonna hold it down. Let's take it on. Um, let's take it to OT. OT, Giants have the ball. Play kind, play calling. Approaches. Punt that motherfucker. Heineke gets the ball. They get that bitch back. Motherfucking. Hmm. Then I think it's a back and forth again. All all atrocious play calling, defense is stopping the shit. But then the Giants get one more chance. So now they get the ball. They get an insane catch to dude last name James. Insane catch in between two defenders. Danny Dimes looks like he's he's Dan, he's Vanilla Vic. Vanilla with Vic. The, he came through right, and then these motherfuckers they get a they they're in they're like right on the. Cuss a field goal range of the 60-yard line. And then um and then he um and then um they throw an out route, got two yards out of bounds. I was like, hey, not a bad throw, not a bad idea, but you're putting a lot of trust in your kicker. Cause I'm thinking like this is about to be a 60-61. You 
No, I'm thinking that you're gonna be a 50, 57, hopefully not a 58. Guess what it is? What is it? 60? 58 yarder. And I'm like, and then they put up the little stat. Oh, nobody, this kicker's made five straight from 50 plus, but how many from 58? Kick that motherfucker is accurate than a bitch, but it motherfucking it's only um it's it's short, like it's short a lot. So motherfucking now and then Loki does still one second on the clock and Heineke couldn't argue for that. They could have threw that bitch up to Scary Terry and tried to and pray for something. But that game pissed me the fuck off because I don't think um what's his name? Dable, Dable, Slable. Brian Dipple. Yeah, his name is Dable until further notice. Dable is not him. If he's the one that's calling plays, he's not him. Because you really had a, a defense that was vulnerable that you could have really took advantage of, but they did it. So this game pissed me off. I can't off. say they're vulnerable, though, because they're top 10 in both on uh, rush and pass defense. I just think you can only do so much with what you got. And Danny Dimes to Darius Slayton, who's the wide receiver. Like, Kenny Galladay should be in jail for the, the money he stole to New York City. And, like, Matt, he owes a lot of money to Matthew Stafford for even giving him that con- for getting him that contract because Matthew Stafford made him look like he was fucking uh, fire. And we find <laughs> out that, no, he's not. He's, he's, he's terrible. So, he's in the same boat, like – I kind of stick up for him more than I do Lamar on the whole he needs more weapons argument because he at least Lamar has a crazy good defense, whereas he don't. And now at least Shaquan's back. This is his first year. He can actually say he has a good running running back. But I feel like the ball, like, you can only do so much with Danny Dimes. And like everything I'm saying, he don't have weapons and stuff. I still don't think he's good. So you you can only write up so many plays for him and like like that drop, that drop was big because if that if he makes that big that catch down the middle like it's we're not we might be talking like oh they they won another game they beat they beat division rival it helps the standings but I will say NFCs look so weak this tie I think is better for both of them just because these these teams would a tie all asked Pittsburgh and the year of Big Ben last year like. The ties always play a part in that playoff seeding and the wild card, especially. And I think I honestly think both these teams might make the playoffs, and that tie is going to help both them out in that wild card seeding because they're going to have one less loss than some other team. That's real. It's not going to help the Colts though. No, not at all. And as long, I still think Danny Dines did okay-ish because there was some drops that like you can't fault him for like that would have been some big gains on his total yardage Shaquan didn't have a good game but I didn't expect him to have a good game with Washington's defense I took his under it cashed and uh so Heineke I think they're both is a good situation they're both in better situations than I think they expected just like than they expected to be in this year neither one of them and especially Washington they didn't expect to be in this situation with the backup quarterback mm-hmm and now the backup is the new starter. Like they, like they might be in a better position than they ever hoped for. Now, mm. do, you have one, do you have one more game for the the, the waterboard games? Now for the motherfucker banger of the fucking week, you got Pat Jumpman Mahomes <laughs> losing to Joe Shiesty and them Shiesty ass Bengals. Three and zero. Three and zero. That's crazy. And this game had everything you needed, man. There was motherfucking, there was that jump man play by um, 
Pat Mahomes, T. Higgins, strong ass touchdown. Joe Beasy rushing that bitch in. Motherfucking, even um, who got the other touchdown for the Migos? Not P. Ryan. Might have been P. Ryan. But this game was uh, awesome. Chris Evans caught one of them fuckers. This game was awesome, man. I'm really shocked that the the, um, the um, Chiefs went out with another L, man. But damn, how'd you like this game? I, like it started off hot for the Cincinnati scoring on the like off rip, and then getting the ball back in uh, the second quarter doing it again. Like they were, it was looking good for them. But then I thought the Chiefs were gonna win it when they were up twenty four seventeen. I think it was third quarter twenty four seventeen. It was looking good for them. But that fourth quarter, they're just going to get no point. I know it was a missed kick by um, Buckner, but this I like this is a game I love to see in the regular season. And when they run it back, I think the Chiefs might win it. But the Bengals also might just have their fucking number because, like, Joey B, he just might be that quarterback who he plays down in competition because he'll, he'll have a dog fight with some, like, shitty team. But then he'll play a good team, and he's looking like the Messiah on the field, making big plays left and right. And I think he he might be like he just might be that type of guy because I don't know. I don't know what else to really say. Like this is it's everything I expected. I cashed the under. Like I said, fifty three points is a lot of fucking points in the NFL. Well, I seen this game like the Bengals do not fear the Chiefs. It's like they went for everything. They put everything on the line. Like the fact that. Most of the touchdowns weren't like walking touchdowns. Like you really had to fight for every yard. They, long they drives, eight long drives. So this game was awesome. Yeah, because each one of their scoring plays: the touchdown for Burrow, six minutes; the touchdown from Higgins, five minutes, nine plays, seventy-four yards; touchdown from, uh, or at least a field goal from Pearson, nine plays, fifty-seven yards, five minutes; other field goal, eight plays, fifty yards four minutes, and then the last touchdown to take the lead was 10 plays, 53 yards, five minutes. So, like you said, these are not like an 80-yard pass that you can't ever – you can't you can't, you can't can't expect it to happen all the time. No, these were fucking methodical drives going down the field and getting all the way up there. Hell, yeah, and Joe Mixon was out this game. So, that's a difference in the playoffs. Samaze Piron did his thing, which he's done out three weeks, which is crazy. And, uh, I mean, also, I, I love Joe Mixon, but let's be honest, like, he had that one week with five touchdowns. But other than that, I don't think he's really had really great weeks. P. Ryan's looking like this sister. They, you know, like, we all loved David Montgomery two years ago, a year ago, but Khalil Herbert sometimes just looks like the better runner in the system. And oh, yeah. P. Ryan does, it might, like, like, I know you want Joe Mixon to work because he's the better running back, but sometimes you got to go with what's working. Look at Zeke and Pollard. Something like we just had him. Fuck it. Pollard just looks a little bit better. Put up, give him more touches. Oh yeah. And uh, I mean, neither one of these. I know it's big for Cincinnati to win for their divisional situation, but this Chiefs L is only the third loss. So I, I now I think they moved to second in the whole seedings, right behind the Bills. But man, they're not worried about it. I just can't wait to bet on them next week. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes coming off a loss. Yeah, and Pat Mahomes was livid. Oh my gosh! Kelsey's like fumble. Bad. Kelsey looked like he's ready to go stab somebody, bro. After he fumbled that shit, crazy. But that's Water Boys games of the week, man. All right, time to break it down from the top to the bottom. First game on the slate: 
the Steelers winning in Atlanta 19 to 16. We were split on this pick. This is, I think, the only game I got right on our split picks. I mean, there were spots where I don't think Kenny looked good, but for a rookie quarterback, there were some spots where I saw him was able to move the ball down the field. You guys not, and I think the biggest thing is just the run game starting to work. Harris is starting to get be able to run a little bit more. I was just shocked on the Falcons side. Like Drake London almost had a hundred yards. I, that was the biggest shocker to me. I was like, oh, y'all getting that boy involved now. It didn't work, but y'all getting him involved. This is the game. This is the reason why I was mad for a lot of other games. What the fuck? So this game was very interesting. I mean, it was a good game. I think our defense played atrocious that first drive, and we was really just thinking, like, bro, what the fuck are we supposed to do about this? But um, we tied up. Arthur Smith made adjustments. Dean Pease and the boys always got something to figure out, right? So I don't want to talk. We don't have to talk crazy long on this game, but, like, it was a game in the second half to me. I think come second half, we figured out how to work. We look good, too, because we figured out where it was running that bitch like a motherfucker, running our asses off every other play. And everybody was chipping T.J. Watt. Like, we figured out, like, yo, he's a problem. Like, even Marcus Mariota's getting down there chipping this motherfucker. I was like, damn. He get hit hard every time, but it doesn't matter. I'm doing whatever we can. So, this, we take it to the last drive. So, we... We we hit a, the the Steelers um not Deontay Johnson might have been Deontay Johnson fumbles. And, it was Deontay that fumbled, I believe. Yeah, and then you can make the argument it wasn't a football move, but this is one of those this is one of those things that like I wouldn't say it was the refs, but just things weren't going our way. It was just one of those games. Like you can make the argument that I was a fumble and not doesn't matter. I think it was me personally, but I can also see why it wasn't because I felt like he made a step left. He made a, a hesitation left and then turned right. And then, but he had possession of that ball and made a slight football move, but it wasn't a home football move to the reps. Cool. So instead of getting the short field position, we get the punt. No problem. We get the punt. We drive it down, running the fucking ball. We drive that bitch down. And we get caught with, um, we get caught with not uh, with an obvious holding call, holding call. Like it was obvious as fuck. But I had to go line, and it was on a touchdown. So like they called back all that shit. The holding call was obvious. So take it back, and then we um we get called for a false start, and it was obvious, of course. So get the false start. We take it back now. Now we're instead of like first and five, it's fucking first and like forever. So down the or a second, a second or third. Forever. So for the last play, for third down, we hit Drake London up the seam, and the Bengals receiver, Bengals corner, not Bengals, the um, Steelers corner was all over his ass. And, like, I knew, I thought I was tripping, but once I saw the slow motion, I seen that he put his hands up after, like, what? no, 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 no way. Now he was all on my nigga's shit. But it was one of those plays that could have been either or. Like, I feel like if it was us, we probably would have got the call. But it that's not the problem. I'm not blaming the ref. I'm saying that we got put in some sticky situations that could have went either or, and they didn't go or. They didn't go or. So, like, it just wasn't our game to win. We kicked the field goal, and then Najee Harris gets some long plays and shit like that. He gets some run, and they close out the game pretty much. And it's just like, I think Marcus Mariota had another try and looked on an interception. No matter. Game's over. 
So I'm just upset because this is a game we really could have won. But hey, man, Mike Tomlin, shout out to him. You like you said, if you seen the video, so I was up. Hey, man, I don't got time for this. Show. I'm fucking working. Yeah, that boy's like he wants to go above 500, wants to make playoffs, and I think Nigel's healthy and as a fantasy owner of him. I know we're happy to see him actually getting all the yards and shit. And he ran over one of y'all's players. I don't know. It was like early in the second quarter, I think, or second, first quarter. But he does one play that made the highlights. I was like, oh, shit. He's I back. I seen him do a terrible stiff arm. Like, that shit would have been. It would have been one of those stiff arms. I was like, hey, yo, somebody got my guy. <laughs> On to the next game. We had the Green Bay Packers beating Chicago Bears. And I took the Bears. You had the Packers. And honestly – it was looking like the Bears was going to win this game. It was like 19-10 at one point, and then all fourth quarter was the fucking Packers. They go on like a fucking, what was it, like a 18-0 run in the fourth quarter to take the lead, win the game. And all I got to say is for Christian Watson, my five, like five, 50 to 1 plus 5,000 odd ticket for him to win Offensive Rookie of the Year is still not dead, and he's he, he's he is showing it like he the seven touchdowns and he ran one in like this man is fucking insane in his last few games right now it was fifty dollars to win one can you bet that yeah that because when i saw it i took it on the live show because when it came out i was like this is this is crazy for a second round receiver that might be wide receiver one for the packers and then all of a sudden, literally, I made the bet. The next day, I go to probably bet a little bit more on it. And then it went from 50 to 1 all the way down to, like, 15 to 1. And I was like, oh, like, y'all knew that was not the right odds. Like, I kind of snuck that bet in before they could change it. Oh, you caught him. So that's nice. But, yeah, man, the Packers is nice. I mean, I've seen that Christian Watson play coming out of 10th floor. I've seen that Christian Watson play, like, a hundred times when he um when he got the run on the end around and took it all the way up, motherfuckers fast, like that's straight up like fast like, not Tyreek Hill fast but fast. And he caught one too, so like like multiple touchdown games multiple times in the last four weeks. Nah, but Jack, I mean the Bears did that thing. Um, just. Justin Fields, he ran that 156 yarder, and I think that's just what he does at this point. He's gonna run one long one in real quick, and after that, he's just gonna look crazy. Yeah, the second half defense for the Packers tuned in, got a couple of interceptions on Fields too. Fields, uh, I mean, the Bears still stink, the Packers still stink, but the Packers at least own Chicago. That shit was terrible, motherfucking. Bleacher Report sent me a notification saying. Bears owner Aaron Rodgers gets the win in Chicago today. <laughs> Fact. I mean, you can't even doubt it at this point. Like, he might suck. You might only win two games in a whole season. And they both will come by the Bears. Now, like that boy Zay said, Zay said, death, taxes, and Aaron Rodgers beating the Bears. Fact. Next game, Detroit owning Jacksonville 40-14. to 14. The Cavs was all over this one. DeAndre Swift... Came, like was uh, cooking up some of Swift season. The Lions came out early with the dicks too. They were like they scored, I think, on the first three drives. Man, that hit though that Lawrence took going the last play, the second before going into halftime, it looked like he might be done for the season type shit. That bad that was a fucking his leg was in one spot when he was getting hit two different ways. 
And it was like, oh shit, bro. Like Lawrence, like like limping off to the locker room with before halftime. But that man a fucking dog, bro, because he did come back. He threw a touchdown coming back first drive. I know they got beat, but I just like seeing that out of him because I thought he was some pretty boy type shit, pretty boy Floyd. But seeing him take that type of hit and they still come back in a game where you're down a lot, a lot a lot of young quarterbacks were like, oh, this, just take this L. The season's over anyway. But him coming back to at least finish out the game and coming out strong at least, I was like, I kind of fuck with that out of Lawrence. God damn. She's got some big she's got some big niggas on this shit. But nah, motherfucking. I mean, this game was good. I was one of those games. I didn't tune too much into this game just off the fact that like the Falcons were fucking up. But um I just seen the score and I seen that DeAndre they was getting DeAndre Swift involved. For Jamal Williams, fun fact, has 14 touchdowns. So did the, so does the Broncos. Career so, high for his ass. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking touchdowns. Like, but there's a lot. There's niggas that we fuck with that's not gonna touch 14 touchdowns. Nick Chubb might not hit 14 touchdowns. And Swift Loki got a few of his like every week. I feel like he's been back. He at least scores a touchdown. He might not put up much shit, but he's scoring a touchdown. You can tell that they're trying to shop him. They're gonna try to trade him at the end of the season. Cause like every game after Jamal Williams gets his, every game they um every game that they've been winning, they put um um, Swift in to get these um, Swift to get these to in the goal at the goal line, and like they'll make like two or three plays for him for him to get into the end zone. And, like the last two games, even in this game he got stopped, but they ended up going back to him again the next play, and he and he scored that bitch. I'm in this bitch screaming at the team like, get in that bitch, motherfucker, because you stay fucking up. <laughs> but shout out the Lions, man. They're showing that they're good. I mean, Jeff, they didn't have Jeff Okuda only held the boys to fort. Held them boys to 14. I mean, this is a good team. Could they do they have a chance of making the playoffs? I don't think they're out statistically. Especially how, how weak the NFC's been looking. That's it, because I know they got a better record than the Broncos. Uh Broncos and AFC. I think Broncos are out statistically right now. Next game, we had the Vikings beating the Jets here. And I knew I shouldn't have picked the fucking Jets. It's always fucked the Jets. But I'm not saying that the defense played well. It's just the Jets' offense still kind of stinks. They, there's a lot of field goals. Greg, the leg, zero line hit, and five field goals. You don't see that fucking often. Five field goals in a game, putting up 15 points by himself. Kirk Cousins looked kind of bad, though. I'm not going to – there's a lot of passes that were just off the mark, where it's just like a few – but Jay Jettas being the dog that he is, he was able to make some of those catches. But there's just a lot of, of like poorly thrown balls. But, I mean – the Jets' defense is is a great defense, so I can't completely fault the Vikings on that. But I don't know, but it, this wasn't the best performance out of them. Yeah, I don't think this was an awesome performance from them. And I think the Jets' defense is kind of nice, but they have their playmakers and they know how to get to them. Even um, Alexander Madsen scored. And like I feel like this is a game that last year they would have lost. Like all those 50-50 games they were playing. Last year, they would have lost this game, but I feel like they kind of banded together to make sure, like, yo, we got to score this next touchdown, and uh, let's halt these motherfuckers. Next game, Philly destroying Tennessee Titans here in Philadelphia. The A.J. Brown revenge game was 
fully in fact. Jalen Hurts puts up 380. A.J. Brown at 119, multiple touchdowns. And my favorite one was the 41-yarder, his first touchdown, because he catches the 41-yard touchdown. Then it gets called back. And then they do the same thing again. He catches a 41-yard touchdown again. Like, oh, y'all y'all call my shit back. I'll do it again anyway. Fuck it. And that, that was just absolutely incredible. I seen the touchdown. I didn't receive. I didn't know they called it back the first time. Yeah, he does. He does that. Fuck it. I'll do it twice. I, the first time wasn't as nice anyway. I'm glad I didn't see that. I would have spazzed being being the AJ Brown owner in the league that Cooper Cup when Cooper Cup got hurt. Yeah, no, but he's he's fucking the real deal. Like, and the, his second one, he literally was like the oh my God. all over him. And he still was able to pull came. That was he is. You go out there, look at Josh Allen. Wasn't playing great. They go get Stephon Diggs, looking phenomenal. Look at Jalen Hurts. He looked eh. They go get AJ Brown, looking phenomenal. Look at Tua. They go get Tyreek Hill, looking great. Like you go get these people weapons. There's it shows results. And fun fact: the Titans GM got fired this this morning after um. For after AJ Brown torched them boys, yeah, the team saw that shit. And was like, bro, we had him on our team. Mm-hmm. That was a guy that was on our team last year. Ryan Tannehill, take away what take away AJ Brown looks terrible. Our next game, the Ravens winning ten to nine against the Broncos with Tyler Huntley after Lamar goes out. Lamar will miss one to three weeks with a sprained, I think, PCL or MCL, but a sprained. This is a PCL. The only reason I know that is because I didn't know we had PCLs. Oh, okay, so he's going to be out for at least a week, maybe three. Tyler Huntley putting up 10. And like I said, like, if you put up 17, like, you can beat this Broncos. All right. They put up 10 with a backup quarterback and was able to beat this Broncos. That should just tell you how where this Broncos team is at right now. Fun fact. The Broncos would be ten and two if they scored eighteen points every game. That's how nice this defense is with a defensive, with a, um, a new defensive coordinator. But it's, I'm mad you beat my, you beat me to the joke though. You ain't shit. Cause I'll gonna be like, Paul, remember how we said I like Lamar to at least get seventeen. <laughs> and I was watching this game like seventeen. That's all you really need to beat this um Broncos team. And I'm watching this game, and I'm thinking, yo, this nigga, this, my, my dog Lamar just got hurt. I don't know what the fuck to do next. And then I see, like, yo, all they got, and I'm seeing that they never scored in that nine. Like, it was nine all game. And I'm just like, yo, all you got to do is score 10. If you can score 10, you Gucci. That's exact. And they got that. It took them a couple tries because they definitely threw a pick in the end zone. Um, end zone, like, maybe one or two drives before that. But it was just like. They're not scoring. They're not shit. And I don't think the Ravens defense played all all so well. I think it was just this, this offense is really that atrocious. And no Cortland, no Cortland Sutton even worse. Yeah, and the the run game. I mean, Latavius Murray, they were running back one. They had cut Melvin Gordon. Like they just have nothing going for them at this point, offensive end. And now you're stuck with it. I mean, we've hammered this in every week, so we can't we can't keep beating the dead horse. But like. Shit, this Broncos is not the team we thought they would be. No, them boys are shitty as fuck. Next game, the Browns beating the Texans 27 to 14. 
Watson's very first throw turned into a lost fumble. The receiver fumbled the ball, and then someone said, ball don't lie. Uh. <laughs> then then he had an interception in the very next drive on in the red zone. It was it was like like I said, he's not gonna look. He hasn't touched the ball for two fucking years. Like he's not gonna look good in this. He just started practicing a week ago. Like, but Kev did influence my pick before the show, and I said, "Oh, he he influenced me." I forgot Nick Chubb is on this team. Kareem Hunt's on this team. Texans suck against the run, and after they try to show Deshaun Watson's forte, they're like, "Okay, fuck it. Let's just." Oh, it wasn't even that. It, what was it? A, a special teams touchdown with Donville Peoples-Jones, and then two yep. defensive touchdowns. It was just all defense this game. And then the Texans got a safety on Watson. Yep. Like, this was a big defense. Like, both defenses balled out for teams on fantasy this week. Oh, no cap. No cap. I mean, the Browns' D team really just stayed. They The offense didn't look well, even slightly. But that defense showed up big time for them boys. And, like, the Texans, Damian Pierce tried, but, like, that defense was really there fucking shit up. Everybody was staying aggressive. It was a good game. What killed me is how toxic these motherfucking Browns fans are. Like. The worst. Like, oh, my God. The shirts I was seeing, like, yo, I need a massage. The fact that they lean into it, it's so despicable. Nah, man, that's crazy. So, like, they. I, and then they had Texas fans that was out there with, like, Ray Mysterio with Luchador masks and all types of shit. And I was just like, damn, the text, this was your chance to really show up. But not nah, the boys suck. Yeah, if it wasn't, and also with, like, the, the Browns, we'll see how Watson looks these next couple of weeks against teams not named the Texans. Yeah, this, I could, this dub could have went either way. Like, this defense doesn't show up like it does. This team is not because early on the Texans defense was balling. They got a forced fumble, a, a, a interception in the red zone, and a safety all with before halftime. That safety was crazy. They brought a lot of pressure on that game. Yeah, that's that safety is funny because they went for it on fourth and one on the goal line, didn't get it. So then Nick Chubb gets it, and then they just they they brought Nick Chubb down before the line of scrimmage, which rarely happens. Next game, this game, it didn't. My spread pick didn't hit, but the the Seahawks beating the Rams twenty seven to twenty three. DK Metcalf, boy, that boy had himself a fucking game. Uh, he had the game winning touchdown. He was cooking all over. He his stats against Jalen Ramsey's off the charts. Like he loves playing the fucking Rams. He always has a day. But my favorite thing about this whole game was early on when it was real close in like the second quarter. Bobby Wagner and Jalen Ramsey was on the sideline with their helmets off, screaming at everybody, hyping them up. Like, we could fucking do this. The game, like, we don't need everyone. We can win this shit ourselves, right? Pete, Pete Carroll said, bet, hold my beer. He had a, the whole team doing a fucking mosh pit on his sideline after that. Fucking, just, just fucking just jumping around. Just fucking, like, I was like, Oh, Pete Carroll said, oh, y'all think y'all hyping up y'all sideline? Watch this shit real quick. I'm sick as fuck. Pete Carroll's dog, bro. Let me know, man. I was fucking there ready for the ball during this game, man. So, why was it so close? Walford of Wall Street. Cam Cam Akers had like 60 yards, two touchdowns. They started using Akers again. 
The defense was playing well. Bobby Wagner got an interception, almost took it to the house type shit. Like, and the interception was one of the best ones I've ever seen. It was, they both caught the, like the defender, uh, the wide receiver caught the ball as he's like tackling him in the air. Bobby Wagner's chest is on the ball and he like rips it from him in the air. They were balling. But then Geno Smith and DK, DK Metcalf, that game, like the, the touchdown at the end was what kind of sealed the deal. And it's like they had no answers for DK this whole game. And Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett won 28 in a touchdown himself. Mm. Yeah, so they figured that shit out. I respect it. Then our this game, Dolphins losing 33 to 17. I'm not going to make excuses. There were. Multi- we, we just shit the bed at a lot of places. What's up, Kev? Yo, what happened? I watched the game. Y'all fucking – I was watching the game before I got ready. Y'all guys got the 75-yard breakaway. I'm like, oh, shit, because I missed that. I'm like, oh, I get the bleacher report. Oh, the Dolphins getting started early enough. I got to hurry up before it's not a game no more. I'm over here mad. I'm over here mad that I started the 49ers defense. Like, what the fuck? But I seen that boy, Kyle, you should use it. <coughs> 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 <clears throat> Kyle Uch, whatever your name is, the only fullback in the league right now. Motherfucking scored that touchdown, and it felt like it was still back and forth after that. When I come back, y'all niggas, lost, y'all boys lost seventeen to thirty three. What happened, man? So all first half, Tua just didn't look good. I'm not gonna say Tua looked good. Like he was, and it was, it, it was a mix of Nick Bosa in his face. It was like two or three sacks before halftime, and. Nick Bosa was all over him, but then there were some throws where he just missed the target. It wasn't like the, there was a, a someone in his face. He just compl- and it's not like Tua did not make those throws, but a lot of a lot of the media is gonna lean into it like, oh, Tua looked terrible. Da, da, da. I'm like, the 49ers have only let up 20, 20 points once in this whole whole uh, year. It was against Patrick Mahomes and company. We put up the second most against this team. We score a second half touchdown, which hasn't been done since like October fifth. We scored a fucking second half touchdown. Tua, so like Tua still puts up almost three hundred. He did throw two touchdowns, but it was two, two touchdowns, uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions. So, like, it's not like he just had a terrible day where he only had hundred and fifty yards and interceptions, like how some people are writing the story. I just think the big thing is we didn't have our starting tackles. Nick, we did say Nick Bosa would get to uh, get his. I did think Tua would be able to get the ball out quick enough. With Jalen Waddle getting hurt, it didn't help also because he was that's his second favorite target. It it does where everything could go wrong. It started going wrong. We also game plan for Jimmy G. Brock Purdy came in the game because Jimmy G broke his foot. He's gonna be out. We didn't have a game plan for Brock Purdy and what he plays like. It, Is there a relevant? Mr. Iowa State, I remember watching him in college. That boy was, that boy's, some games he does well, some games he does shitty. Uh, now there's tape out on him. But I also our defense, they let up 33 points against a backup quarterback. So I've been big on this defense. Hasn't looked like it has been in the last few years. And it's you can't let up 33 against Brock Purdy in the 49ers. I know they have a lot of talent, but this is still Brock Purdy. This is a game when I saw him when Jimmy G went out. I thought we should have. Oh, we're oh we should be good. Even if we put up 17, we should win. How y'all let up 33? So it's just where everything could have gone wrong. It went wrong for us. I don't think it's a defining L. If like we'll be back. Like we're games. We still put up. He still threw. Tua still threw three hundred yards against the best defense in the NFL without his starting tackles and Waddle going down early. 
So we'll be back. I think it'll be fine. And I didn't know how deep Mike McDaniels and Kyle Shanahan's relationship was. They literally got like four or five different stops together. The Texans, Browns, and then, yeah, that shit was crazy when I saw all that. But we'll be back. 49ers, I said a couple weeks ago, I think they're one of the better teams in the NFC, and they're they, they starting to show it every week now. Without Jimmy G now, we'll see for the – without Trey Lance or Jimmy G, they picked up Baker Mayfield and the waiver wire shit because Baker got cut by the Panthers. He might be a backup. Maybe he'll start over Purdy over some – who knows? But they're, they're – they have no quarterback, and they might make playoff runs still, which is fucking crazy. That's actually insane. Last two games on the slate, the Raiders beating the Chargers 27-20. I should have listened to you when you told me Josh Jacobs against this run defense. We both put the Chargers. I think I kind of swayed you into that pick. But, yeah, another great running back against the Chargers, and they lose. Like, this has just been the same thing since last year. I've kind of kept doubting Josh Jacobs, and I think I can't keep doubting him anymore. He's kind of proved it to me that he's he's legitimate, that guy this year. He's no longer just middle of the pack. And uh, Chargers fans can ride it however they want to ride it. Y'all are still down a lot. Like, yeah, Herbert threw a couple late touchdowns. He threw a late touchdown in the fourth quarter to make it 27-20, but, like, it wasn't close throughout the game. Yeah, you can definitely say that. Austin Eckler didn't look good, fumbled. Devontae Adams, 177. Dog. Everywhere he goes. How many touchdowns do you have? One or two? I believe he had two. Bro, monster. He's a fucking my animal. And the, the Raiders are low-key looking like the team that we thought they would look like. And I don't think they're out of the playoff hunt just yet. Like, they could win out and maybe squeak in like they did last year. Oh, uh, yeah. Because they have been – who have they – they they be in the Chargers, the Cardinals, and the – was it the uh, – and the Broncos, I believe, in a row? Oh, no, the Seahawks, Chargers, and Broncos. Yep, took, all, took both those teams to overtime and – Two divisional beat. games and a really good team in the Seahawks. There it goes. Is that the Seahawks? Not, oh, no, the Seahawks are Never mind. And our last game was the ass whooping in Indianapolis. Oh, no, in Dallas. Oh, my God. 54 to 19. Cashed in the anytime interception prop. Cashed in the plus 450 Cowboys defensive touchdown. Thank you, Maurice Hooker. I mean, I should have said Matt Ryan throws two or three interceptions because those would have cashed as well. Five turnovers from this Colts team is insane. They have 30 fumbles on the year. What? 30 fumbles on the year, bro. And Matt Ryan is like third in interceptions on the year. He didn't play two games. He's like third in fumbles on the year. Again, didn't play two games. Like, I think my take was the best take ever. Like, they, they try to hide the fact how bad he was with Sam Ellinger. And the amnesia has worn off completely. That's crazy. They lost 54 to what they score, 14? 19. But that, you know, that last, I think the last was like a field goal or something. But this was like, this was bad. And Dak, I mean, I cashed both interceptions. Dak threw one also. I knew he would throw one. Jerry, like I called Jerry Jones, is going to make Dak throw the ball early. The, the game will be close at halftime. And then Matt Ryan will stink it up some more. 
No cap. That shit is crazy how this game went. And, um, and they Michael scored Gallup. 26. What they scored? Didn't they scored like 26 points in the fourth quarter? I think it was 33 or some shit. It's in the 30s. I know that much. Yeah, like ran it up. Michael Gallup a couple touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb caught one. Zeke had one. Pollard had one. It was just like, who wants one? <laughs> and then uh, I, that's actually the last of our games. Shit, yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, that wraps up all the week right there. Fucking the, the ass whooping in Dallas. I can't believe the dog. Both our teams lost this week. We're going to come back strong next week, though. We do have coming up, don't miss out. We got UFC 282 on the way. We got to recap UFC Orlando. We also got to talk um, Thursday night football, which is the Raiders and the Rams. So stay tuned for the Totally Blitz podcast coming this week. We got a whole bunch of shit on the slate coming up. But, Kev, I think it's time to break it down for him. Hey, man, this was week 13 of the NFL. My team lost, Paul's team lost, your team lost. But if you didn't know, we don't mind telling you again that this has been a Totally Blitz podcast. We in this bitch, Paul, I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickham winning concert. My name is Kev Waterboy Savoy, and we was talking that real shit, man. And if you don't mind... If you have a problem with it, I don't mind telling you that you's a bitch. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools, you can call them